got a little bit bored on my drive over to get some pad thai, and I decided to make a quick video since today is the feast of St. Cyril and Methodius. Had mass in my hermitage, and one of my former students from CSU, who's now married with his second kid on the way, happened to stop by. And I'm going to give you just a truncated version of the sermon I gave him in my little hermitage for St. Cyril Methodius. If there's any Colorans around, don't be hurt. I usually don't invite people over to mass, usually it's all by myself. Uh, in there, um, but I thought I'd maybe share a few things. So I want to talk today about enculturation. This is a greatly misunderstood term. See, the good thing about, well, let me define enculturation first. Enculturation is bringing the gospel to a culture and meeting the culture where it's at. Bringing the gospel to a new culture and meeting the culture where it's at. Ave Maria, priest, and somebody says, Ave Maria. That's how priests should always read each other, Ave Maria. Someone wrote that in the live chat there. Now, here's what's true. Here's what's good about the idea of enculturation. It is true you don't have to imbibe European culture to be a Catholic. Okay. What's not true is that you can change the faith to meet a culture where it's at. So let me give an example of some saints, clearly saints, who did enculturation the right way. Today's the Feast of St. Cyril Methodius, two 8th century saints. They went from Rome to all the Slavic countries. And they brought the entire Catholic faith there in the 8th century. They're known as the father of the Slavs. And in fact, they even wrote the Cyrillic alphabet. Not only did they learn languages, they actually wrote the Cyrillic alphabet for all of the Eastern liturgies to be written um, in their languages. And obviously, this is before the Great Schism with the Orthodox, so we can consider all of them as Catholics, even though they were offering Eastern Rite divine liturgies, and uh, of course the Orthodox claim them as their own, but the point is, everybody agrees, they went from the West to the East, and they brought the Catholic faith, they brought the Christian faith to the East, and they even invented the Cyrillic alphabet so as to share the gospel um, in their, uh, in the divine liturgy, and in the books, and their teachings, and everything else. Okay, so that's a great example of how enculturation works to me, a culture where it's at, without diluting the message, without diluting dogma. Another example, St. Francis Xavier, the first time he went to Japan, he was kind of a failure. Some people think it was because he had on this ratty cassock. The second time he returned, he kind of went in some um, ambassador of garments that would really ingratiate him to the Japanese emperor, and it seemed to have worked a lot better uh, the second time around. Um, now, some modernist Catholics would look at that second example and possibly the first example and say, see, you can change Catholicism so as to meet the culture. We see a lot of these mistakes right now in um, even meeting American culture where it's at, where we think, well, if we dumb down the sixth and ninth commandment, we can probably get, bring the gospel to a certain segment of the population who really doubts the church right now. Um, the problem is that the, the modernist view uh, of all this changes the articulated faith, morals, liturgy, and doctrine of the Catholic faith. And when you change the articulated faith, morals, liturgy, and doctrine, you're not bringing Catholicism anymore. So how do we draw this line between good enculturation and bad enculturation? I'm going to propose it something like this. Um, you can change the messenger, but not the message. Now, there's a couple caveats in there, obviously. Let me say that again. For good enculturation, not the modernist enculturation, for the good enculturation, you can change the messenger, but not the message. Okay, now a couple caveats to that. 
obviously the messenger can never sin so as to be this bridge to a new culture. Obviously he can't even really shouldn't be insincere in meeting this new culture. Uh, and so I don't mean when I say change the messenger, have that messenger sin or be insincere. But I do mean he can learn the culture and the language in order to share the gospel. This is why I personally learned French, Spanish, and Portuguese. I didn't think I would ever be preaching online. I had a cell, I had a flip phone until I was 35, but as you've heard me say before, it was changes in my priesthood that kind of got me online. Um, but I originally uh, aimed for the missions, and I've been, um, I don't want to turn this into a bragging thing, but I've been on, on five continents hearing confessions. Um, so I don't just sit on YouTube. I mean, I learned these languages to be a missionary, but I, I understood it early on that um, to share the gospel doesn't mean changing traditional Catholicism to bring them to faith. And what we really see is traditional Catholicism did make all of these converts, not this newfangled idea of enculturation where we change the gospel. So I guess the final message I want to make on all of this is it is a great idea to go to new cultures, to get to know those new cultures, to not say that they have to imbibe, say, the pinnacle of European manners upon meeting them by any means. Certainly, even people Archbishop Lefebvre didn't do that in his first initial um, interactions with everybody in Africa. That, that's not the goal. The goal is to get them to know Christ, but then to get them fully into the Catholic Church. And that never means changing the articulated faith morals, liturgy, doctrine. Even Cyril and Methodius, who brought Eastern liturgies over there, you have to remember there's 24 apostolic liturgies in the Catholic Church, and the Roman, the Western one, is only one of those. That's totally fine with me that they, they, they brought one of those 23 Eastern liturgies. That's totally fine. But the point is, it was an apostolic liturgy. It wasn't a new, a new made-up liturgy that someone wrote in the Tratorium Trastevere in Rome in one night in 1960-something. That's not enculturation. That doesn't move anybody. That doesn't meet anybody where they're at. And it just tries to meet Protestants where they're at, but Protestants really didn't end up liking it anyway. So I'm getting a little rambly, but let me just wrap this up. For real missionaries who really want to do enculturation, the goal is not to change the gospel like we see America Magazine and everybody doing to try to meet certain subsects of the population who's changing the sixth, who want to change the sixth and ninth commandment. If you listen to Joseph Schomburg or anybody, none of those people want to stay in a community that's going to trash their own faith. And this is the same thing. If you go to Africa or Thailand or Brazil or Mongolia, uh, people want sincere missionaries who teach traditional Catholicism. Even if you meet the culture where it's at, even if you learn the language, even if you um, uh, ingratiate yourself very deeply into the culture, just like Francis Xavier did in India, in Malaysia, in Japan, you still don't change Catholicism. So feel free to slightly change the messenger, but never change the message of traditional Catholicism. And then you have what the traditional and the saintly missionaries did to make one billion Catholics on this planet. God bless you.